Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. The New Orleans Saints have a chance on Sunday to prove that the game against the Raiders was the truth and that the game against the Ravens was simply the floor. Can they get it done? We're breaking it all down on this Locked on Steelers and Locked on Saints crossover Thursday. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, New Orleans Saints and Pittsburgh Steelers fans? Thank you very much for joining us for this crossover Thursday episode of Locked on Steelers and Locked on Saints. We've got Chris Carter in the house at Carter Critiques on Twitter, your daily host of the Locked on Steelers podcast, bringing you everything you need to know about the Pittsburgh Steelers every Monday through Friday. Myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, host of Locked on Saints. Same thing, but with them, New Orleans Saints. We appreciate you very much for making us your first listen or first watch of the day every day. Here is a proud part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is awesome. We love it. Chris, I know you use it. I use it oh, like yeah. crazy. Man, we love us some Prize Picks. It's super easy here. Let me tell you a little bit about it. All you got to do is pick two to five players and then choose whether they're going to come in at more or less than their prize picks projection. It is that simple. And of course, they now are uh, responsible for all of our crossover Thursdays here. Daily fantasy made easy. So you pick those players, you pick against the projections, you get those right. You can win up to 10 times your entry. Literally takes less than 60 seconds to enter. You could already put on your entries. Chris just did, actually. He's already got his in. Yep. It's that Easy. We love prize picks. We know that you'll love prize picks too. First time users, you're going to be able to get a 100% into deposit match of up to $100 by using the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. Chris, we have the New Orleans Saints traveling to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. This used to be a storied game because of the two head coaches, Sean Payton, yeah. up against Mike Tomlin. This would be the first time these two teams in what, a decade and a half? have met without it being a matchup of those two coaches. Today, we're going to break down the matchups that you need to watch. We'll give you our predictions, but we're going to start off with the biggest stories. Chris, what's the biggest story there in Pittsburgh right now? Because I know you're itching. I know you're ready for him. It's easy, baby. It's the return of TJ Watts. Like, it's just, it's (laughs) what everyone's talking about right now because everyone's been waiting for it. Uh, Jerry Dulac, my colleague at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, where I cover Pitt Athletics. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jerry Dulac's been covering the Steelers for a long time. When Jerry sources something, you know that it's coming from a good source. And he said a month ago, TJ Watt will return after the bye week. And here we are after the bye week. TJ Watt's been practicing. Uh, you know, we're not allowed to say everything we see in the Steelers practice per their, their team policy, but mm-hmm. uh, we, we got the pictures of him looking pretty good in some drills. So uh, TJ Watt gone. He had like an arthroscopic knee surgery. Mm-hmm. He had his torn pec situation, but ac- according to the people we've, we've talked to, it was not a, a serious uh, torn pec situation because there's different grades about it. I had a right. physical therapist, Kar- Dr. Karina Maharaja come on our show to talk about the differences. It's clear. He didn't have the worst one. He's back and he's ready to go. Um, 
That's huge. Man. Ross, when we've looked at the Steelers, when he's played 60% of the snaps or more in a game mm-hmm. over the last two seasons, they are 11 and two. Oof. Like, That's a difference maker, man. Like it, it's so hard to find those guys on the defensive side of the football, mm-hmm. too. It, it really is. And we just you see when he's in, Alex Highsmith's able to get pressure. When he's right. in, Kim Hayward's able to get pressure. And when they're getting pressure, the secondary's feeding off of it. And it's allowing them and they're stuffing the run better. And it just it feeds off of that. And then the offense, they're getting short fields because of the turnovers. That's how they right. beat the Bengals. That you know, that was their yep. most impressive win of the season. And it's the only time they've had TJ Watt. And they lost him right before the Bengals scored the tying touchdown that sent them to overtime. So um right. you know, I just him being back is such a big deal. And I know some people out there are like, he's just one guy. That one guy has made the Steelers like a super competitive team when he's yeah. been on the field. It makes such a big difference. I was talking to a Saints player not too long ago. We were, we were kind of talking about the the defensive line, particularly we were talking about the interior defensive line, but I think really for pass rushers as a whole, right? Any of these guys that are pressure players, right? I know TJ Watt does a lot more than that, but mm-hmm. edge rushers win when the interior defensive line gets a push because the quarterback can't step up in the pocket. The interior defensive linemen win because guys get around the edge and then force um, and then force these uh, quarterbacks to to stay inside and not be able to get outside the pocket. There's so much of sort of the symbiotic relationship between how it all works. So it's not surprising at all for me to hear not only is TJ Watt successful when he's on the field, but the players around him are more successful when he's on the field too, because he's impacting those plays. And let's just be real, teams have to dedicate resources to limit that guy, which means if those other guys are getting one-on-ones, all they got to do is win the one-on-ones. Yeah, and that's the whole point is that you're allowing guys to live there. Cam Hayward's beginning double team. Alex Highsmith is getting double team. At one point, Alex Highsmith six and a half sacks, still a very good start oh, to the man. season. Yeah, but at, but at one point, you know, he was leading the NFL in sacks, and, mm-hmm. and but a lot of it was three of them came in the one game that he had T.J. Watt, and he wasn't getting double teamed. or wasn't getting the top priority of of of, of uh, offensive lines and, and protection packages. Now he is. So that's the biggest story for the Steelers right now is yeah. T.J. Watt back. What's the biggest story for the Saints? Yeah, uh, I think for the New Orleans Saints right now, it's got to be about the quarterback play, man. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, the Saints quarterback play offense kind of came crashing down to earth after a, a week of optimism shutting out the Las Vegas Raiders. Alvin Kamara, three touchdowns in that game. The only three touchdowns that the team scored, 24 points though. And then they come back up against the Baltimore Ravens. They luck into a late touchdown where Chuck Clark just completely gave up on the play, but shout out to Juwan Johnson for playing through uh, the whistle, of course. But, uh, you know, it, it was a it was a crashing back down a reality type of a game for them. And there's some talk that this is Andy Dalton's chance right now to where if Andy Dalton goes in there and doesn't play well against that Pittsburgh defense, which is going to be a better defense than what you're going to look at in terms of like offensive or defensive statistics and all these other things you might look at, like they're going to rank a certain place, but that's Mm -hmm. not really indicative of who they are as a defense. It's not going to be an easy defense to move the ball against. And so that's going to be the big story. This could be the deciding game that sort of makes a decision about whether or not the New Orleans Saints go back to Jameis Winston. So that's going to be a big, big, big piece that's going to play out in Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm intrigued to see that, especially because Andy Dalton has a long history of losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was going to say, they're not unfamiliar to the, with this guy. They, they have, they're not. And then here's the thing. Most of the guys on this roster are. like, like, like Andy right. Dalton's been sure. gone from Bengals for a long time. I think Cam Hayward 
and TJ Watt are like the only guys who were around when Andy Dalton was was leading the the, the Bengals uh, and, and when they were competitive too. Right, the Bengals right. with Dalton were competitive, so that's something. But also another thing to watch out for: Demonte KZ is set to return mm-hmm. at the safety position. Uh, yeah. He was a guy in training camp when they, when he was there, Ross. They had him, make of Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds. The safeties were flying everywhere. They yeah. were sizing stuff, moving here, moving there. And it electrified the secondary. It electrified the whole defense because they were able to disguise stuff, cover for each other. And when KZ got hurt in the preseason, they said he broke his whole forearm. He had to, he had to heal that up. Yeah, right. That's when he told me that I was like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to hurt me. Here's right. <laughs> just hearing. I'm like, how do you break your whole form? <laughs> like um, the whole thing? Like the whole thing. But, <laughs> uh, but but he's back. He's supposed he says I'm gonna be ready for Sunday. Um, he's gonna he's gonna allow the Steelers to deploy a lot of packages that they have not been able to use mm-hmm. and that they drew up all summer long at training camp. Right. I was watching these guys fly around. I'm like, man, there's something there. So Andy Dalton could also have a disadvantage of seeing a lot of packages that the Steelers just haven't used yet. And they're coming out of a buy that that's going to yeah. be very interesting to see how that plays out. Six days of rest for the New Orleans Saints, 14 days in between games for, uh, uh, let me not call it rest, right? These guys are practicing. They're working right. their tails off, but, but still, six days not, between not games, games. right? Right. Six days between games for the Saints, 14 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you know who's very familiar with Andy Dalton and makes it so much more complicated than anything else, though, for me, is Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin knows him some Andy Dalton. So that that's the that's the X factor for me. But hey, the Saints are really familiar with Demonte Casey, too, because he mm-hmm. started over in Atlanta. So we'll see how it all works out. All right. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at some of those matchups, right? We talked about Andy Dalton and, and Mike Tomlin. We talked about TJ Watt coming back. But what are the, the specific matchups that we're watching in this game that can be the difference makers? We're going to get that to you here. As Chris Carter and I have Locked on Steelers and Locked on Saints continue on with our crossover Thursday episode. But first, my man, today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, you can find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Well, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat, to help you find a memorable gift for every budget. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On listeners. Get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings, so be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, family, continuing on with this crossover Thursday edition, Locked on Steelers, Locked on Saints. Chris Carter and I bringing you the best voiced crossover this network (laughs) has to offer. That's all I'm going to say. We're going to break down some matchups here that are going to be the difference makers in this game. Saints and Steelers uh, going head to head on Sunday in the beautiful city of Pittsburgh. I'll be there. Chris will be there. It's going to be a ton of fun. Before we get to that, though, I want to let you know, make sure you go and check out our friends over at Locked On Sports today for your second listen today. Uh, From all the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, you get to go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. 
It's over the Locked On Sports Today podcast, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, several matchups for us to talk through here, Chris, because we got a lot of stuff that we like in this one. So, so let's start off with you here. Uh, what's what's one of the matchups that you're watching in this game that could be a big time difference maker? Well, you you mentioned earlier how Alvin Kamara is such a playmaker for the Saints. He gets mm-hmm. a lot of the scoring done. They have to find a way to shut him down. And I think one of the biggest guys that'll be tasked with that is Devin Bush. Yeah. And it, it'll, it won't just be Devin Bush. It has to be also TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith pinching the edges, Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, uh, Chris Wormley, all the guys in the interior of the defensive line, they got to hold their spots. But Devin Bush was drafted to be the speedy linebacker who can go sideline to sideline, run and cut off the fast running backs, and also help cover them in the passing game. I think that's a Key. huge part of what Devin Bush has to accomplish in this game. And what Devin Bush, you know, if, if, if you if you followed his career, had a really good rookie season, most tackles ever by a rookie in Steelers history. Mm-hmm. Then his second year tears his ACL and his MCL out for the year after six games, comes back in 2020, doesn't look the same, not explosive, not decisive, looks kind of timid when he's attacking the, the ball. This year, he's looked a lot better. Still not back to where he was when he was trending like to being like maybe a Pro Bowl caliber guy as mm-hmm. a rookie but still a better player and one who's been better for the defense this year. I really think that moving forward, uh, Devin Bush can be an, an asset to the Steelers. And the question will be, I think, long-term, they didn't sign him to his fifth-year extension, so will he stick around with the Steelers? But I think in this game, this has, this is an opportunity for him to make a statement and say, like, you know, hey, I belong here. Because 2020, they had a season opener against Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants. And uh, the, the, the Steelers held him. I think Saquon Barkley had 12 rushes. They held him to the fewest yards by any running back who rushed 12 times in an NFL game in, in game in the in the league's history. And so Devin Bush was amazing. a huge part of that. That's why they drafted him. They need him to show that in this game. I think that if he gets that, it makes the it makes the Saints one dimensional. It makes Andy Dalton one dimensional, yep. which is what the Steelers need to do to win. Yep, yep, yep. That's huge. And I'll tell you what, New Orleans Saints are going to be looking to get their run game going. If they can't get it going with Alvin Kamara, there's one other guy they're going to turn to. Oh. There's another guy. <laughs> choo, choo. It's the Tay Train, oh, baby. <laughs> I look, listen, I'm all about it, okay? I, I, I mentioned in my Wednesday episode over yes. at Locked on Saints that if you're going to keep rolling with Andy Dalton, that's fine that's a way that you're gonna go and and it's good of the organization to be able to just make a decision and stick with it right there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that right but he ain't putting the points on the board for you he's got a couple of games with one touchdown he's got a three touchdown game he's got a two touchdown game but he's not the guy that's lighting up the scoreboard what's Mm -hmm. happening is Taysom Hill is scoring four touchdowns in a game Mm -hmm. scoring a couple of touchdowns in a game Alvin Kamara is scoring three touchdowns in a game that's where the scoring is coming from so it's got to be this listen Five or more touches in a game for Taysom Hill. That's the benchmark. That's the threshold. That's sort of the key. With five or more touches, 403.5 yards per game, 29.2 points per game. You know why? Because he finds the end zone. Mm -hmm. That drops by nearly 80 yards. That drops by more than two touchdowns when he touches the ball four or fewer times in a game so far this season. And then on drives where he touches the ball, period, those produce more touchdowns. Those produce more yards on a per-drive basis. He is a big-time key. So I'm looking at Taysom trying to win the edge against a returning TJ Watt. Mm. Two big-time freight trains just heading at one another. Give me that matchup all day. And not because I like it for Taysom. I like it for good football. That's why. <laughs> you got another one? Yes, I do. Def- uh, well, flipping, flipping to the Saints' defense. 
a lot of this is going to be Kenny Pickett versus Tyron Matthew and the, and the Saints secondary and just Marcus figuring Taylor, out yep. where to go with the ball. Because Kenny Pickett, anyone looks at his stats, two touchdowns to eight interceptions mm -hmm. to start his career. Now, I covered Kenny Pickett in his last two years at, at, with Pitt football. He was a guy who took years to develop, and once he understood this, the Panthers' system, he was on point. He knew where his receivers are going to be, and he would read the defenses. The first game and a half, or the, I'd say no, that'd be the first game. The first half, the first time he played against the Jets, uh, he had three three interceptions, but two of those were balls that that, that should have been actually all three of them were balls that should have that should have had been played mm -hmm. better by by his receivers. Some of the other interceptions, though, as we've seen the the season go along, have been on him and his poor decision making, and that's part of being a rookie. You know, one thing that Alan Saunders, Steelers beat reporter uh, from Pittsburgh Sports Now uh, here in Pittsburgh, he he said on my show weeks ago. He said, "Listen, when people said he was pro ready, pro ready does not mean when you're coming out of college that you're ready to be a pro and, and be an all pro. Right, it means right, you're right. ready to get your butt kicked and learn how to do it the right way. Right. And that's who Kenny Pickett is. And I think that Kenny Pickett, his approach to the game." Like he's not he's not going out there and being like, oh, woe is me. I threw three interceptions. He's like, dang it, I gotta get better. And Mike mm. Tomlin, after he threw two fourth quarter interceptions that could have been either one of those drives or a touchdown, they beat the Dolphins in that game. Mike Tomlin was was seen walking him off the field and being like, Hey, head up. Even yeah, in the first time, yeah. you gotta have your head up and, and, and talk with him. I think Kenny Pickett, this will be an interesting game because now you're facing a Saints defense that hasn't been, you know, as good as we've seen some of the Saints defenses be, right. be in the past years. And now you've you've had a bye week, you've had some time to go over your game, be more solidified, focus on your fundamentals. Now I think this is a time can Kenny Pickett show, hey, I've taken some steps forward. I don't think he's gonna light the Saints up or anything like that, but I think that this is a chance to show that hey, when I start to get settled. I can make big plays, and mm. I think this is why that, that's why that matchup. You got the Saints are going to play head games. They're going to play chess matches. They're going to try to fool him. Kenny has to has to study well, be ready, and make good on field decisions to just take the open man. Yep, especially now that the Saints have PJ Williams back as well. Having mm. PJ Williams back is kind of that key that unlocks their ability to be able to show one thing pre snap, rotate post snap. They're going to try to do a lot to confuse the rookie quarterback for sure. Um, the Saints, Dennis Allen told us in his Tuesday presser that Kenny Pickett, they thought, was the highest graded, uh, the top rated quarterback in this class. They have a ton mm. of respect for him. And I think because of that, they're going to want to uh, treat him the way that they're not going to treat him like a rookie quarterback. They're going to mm. treat him like a veteran quarterback. So they're going to show him everything, but they're also going to bring pressure. Yeah. And they're going to try to they're going to try to get after him. And I know he's got he's actually got a better passer rating when blitz than when he's not blitz. He does a good job at understanding, okay, the blitz is coming from here, so something's open over there. Mm -hmm. Does a good job getting the ball out and he does it accurately. Those are all plus things. However, one of the key pieces that the Saints are going to be utilizing, I believe, in this game is going to be Demario Davis. Demario Davis has been asked to rush the passer less this season than he has than he was the season before. And he's got six sacks on the year. He has been incredibly efficient as a pass rusher when asked to help to supplement from the second level. So I think a combination of that and the fact that Demario is probably going to be tasked with a little bit more coverage responsibility because it seems unlikely that Pete Werner, who is carted off the field or not off the field, sorry, carted from the injury tent mm -hmm. to the to the locker room against the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football, unlikely to me that Pete Werner plays. So Demario is going to have a little bit more of his kind of like, uh, you know, hands in the salad. If you will. So he's going to be doing a lot of getting getting mixy in the middle, doing all these other things. So I think that that's the matchup that I'm also going to be watching is Kenny Pickett, who just like any rookie quarterback is going to be looking to attack the middle of the field, just like any good quarterback is going to be looking to attack the middle of the field. That's going to be Demario Davis's territory. That's going to be his stronghold, that and him supplementing as a pass rusher. Both those things are going to be big.
I, I agree. I think that's a that's a great matchup there. Um, and, and I think the pressure is so big. And the Steelers don't have a good offensive line right now. Now, I will say the strength of the Steelers' offensive line is pass protection. They've done a lot mm-hmm. better at that this year as far as timing and everything but they haven't done a great job at run blocking and that's why Najee Harris hasn't gotten going going this year uh he was even last year was even able to get going a little bit more than he has this year it's been a disappointment to see his lack of production but a lot of it is because the you know opponents are getting two guys in the backfield before he can get going and he's like okay I gotta mm-hmm. change the entire mm-hmm. entire play here so I, I think that'll be interesting but absolutely Demario Davis that that Saints front getting after Kenny Pickett, not letting him get his feet set, not letting him get comfortable. Kenny Pickett still does have some happy feet to him right now in the NFL, and that's that's something that he didn't have to worry about too much at Pitt because their offensive line, I mean, they still they they, they, they keep offensive linemen at, at Pitt. They, they're able oh, yeah. to develop. So, like, that, they had the chemistry for years. They still had, in fact, the same offensive line that was protecting him last year is still there right now for Pitt. So, like, wow. that's – that's how consistent they are, and they're just not that right now for the Steelers. If the Bear, uh, excuse me, that the Saints get after them, they're gonna they're gonna cause some problems. Gonna be an interesting and fun one to watch. Those are the matchups to watch throughout this game that are gonna end up impacting it. These are the things you're gonna be watching that you're gonna be like, man, I remember Ross and Chris were talking about exactly that right there, and that's the side in the game. I promise you that. Coming up next, though, we're gonna give you our predictions. You like the Steelers? You like the Saints? We'll break everything down here with our predictions as we continue on and wrap up this crossover Thursday edition of Locked on Steelers and Locked on Saints. But today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can follow the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including the NBA, the NFL, NHL, all things sports right there on BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action when you visit BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, y'all, wrapping up this Thursday crossover edition, Locked on Steelers, Locked on Saints. We got you covered everything you need to know about this Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the New Orleans Saints matchup this Sunday in Pittsburgh. Um, right now, the New Orleans Saints are road favorites in this one. Not a, posi- not a position that they have been in very much throughout the season. Not even just road favorites, but just being favorites at this point. Not necessarily a position that the Saints have been in. Right now, our friends over at Bet Online, Chris just told you about. Make sure you go and check them out. Um, one and a half point favorites, the New Orleans Saints traveling, got an over under of 40 points. They're looking at it at being you know, a pretty close game, but not anything like too wacky, crazy, anything like that. So you're probably looking at like a what, 21 to 20 type of a matchup if you're taking uh, you know, the, the Steelers and the points. So when you look at this game, whether it's against the line, I mean, it's so tight, right? Like this yeah. one, you're, if you're picking them against the line, you're probably picking them to win. But when you look at this one, how do you feel this game shakes out? I think this game is going to be a grinded out type of defensive game yeah. where I think I do think you see a return to what the Steelers can be with the defense with TJ Watt. I think they're going to have some lapses at times. Um, I'll, I think a big part of this, though, does depend on 
can Larry Ogunjobi and Miles Jack get back to practicing? Both mm. of them missed Wednesday practices. Now I will say Wednesdays are typically when Steelers, the Steelers let those guys, those guys kind of rest. We'll yeah, see if yeah. they practice. Also, William Jackson the third didn't practice Wednesday, and he was just, of course, traded for from the Washington Commanders onto the roster as of last week. So we, you got to see who's healthy there. But if yeah. TJ Watt's healthy. It makes so many more things better. If Larry Ogunjobi and Miles Jack are healthy, I think that greatly helps their run defense. I don't think that the that Pickett, Kenny Pickett, is his coming out game where he lights people up for a bunch of yards. But I do think this is a game where he is more efficient against the Saints. I also think this is a game where Najee Harris gets a little bit of so- something going there. And I think it's a sloppy game. There's going to be lots of like plays where people are just shaking their head at the offense. Um, but I think that both defenses get some turnovers. Both defenses get some key stops. But I think in the end, it comes down to which defense can be more dominant against the opposing offense. And I think that's where I have to give the Steelers an edge in yeah. that if TJ Watt is back to 100% the way he looks like he is in practice, I think that that that, that kind of shades in their favor. Make of it Patrick can roam the field. He can go after. He's he's picking off. He's picked off Joe Burrow the last few times he's played him. I think he could pick off Andy Dalton. Um, and uh, if the Steelers are able to do the, the do those things, be healthy, get after the quarterback stuff, stuff the run, they're going to be the playmakers on defense. And the offense, I think, does just enough to win. I give them 17-13. So I, I will take mm. under in the point mm-hmm. there. Um, but I, I do think that the Steelers, they've one thing that Kenny Pickett does almost in every drive, every game, he has one drive where it's like 12 plays, 80 yards, dick dunk, dick dunk, dick dunk. Yeah, down some weird way, and it's not. Sometimes it's not even him. Sometimes it's Chase Clay. It was well, he's gone now, but Chase Claypool threw a touchdown to Derek Watt of all people. Um, you know, against the Eagles, uh, you know, one against the Dolphins. Kenny Pickett got him down the field and then threw a fade pass to George Pickens. It's just they have they're good for one of those drives a game, and then they don't do much else. But I think a, I think a couple turnovers give them good field position, and that's how they find a way to win. So I got the Steelers winning 17-13. But Ross, what say you? Man, that's funny. I was I was. We're almost exactly spot on in terms of the score. I'm going 17-14. Uh, but I, I'm I I've, I've been adamant about not changing my preseason picks okay. throughout this season. Oh, I and change I, mine all the time. Yeah, oh. yeah. I, <laughs> I, 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 I tried to give it a shot to see if I could like roll with it and everything like that. So far, I've been okay. I'm a couple couple losses up. I had the Saints originally like through this point in the season. I think I had them at five and. Four, yeah, I had okay. them at five and four. Right now they're at three and six. So you know, I had them a little, little, little bit more, but I didn't have them, you know, overwhelmingly uh, right, out here, you. out here running the table. Uh, but uh, so I'm gonna stick with the Saints in this one, and and I think at this point, like part of it is that they they need this win, right? Uh, they're in a division that no team has a winning record. They can catch uh, the NFC South. They can <laughs> actually still win this division, which yeah. is absolutely insane to me. Um, and I'm going to take, I'm going to, uh, I'm just giving them kind of the benefit of the doubt here to say that the baseline of their game is somewhere in between the stellar game we saw with the Raiders and then the poor game that we saw against the Ravens. And that reality is somewhere in between those two. And that makes me feel better about them than if I were to say that the baseline was what we saw against the Ravens. Mm. So it's not a great matchup for them. Uh, especially with TJ Watt returning. But if Chris Olave can get continue to get involved, if Jarvis Landry can make it back out to the field, and if Ryan Ramchek's not out, he was uh he was kind of listed as uh estimated as, you know, not I think he was limited 
in uh for for the Saints game. Actually, I have the injury report right here. Why don't you just look at it, dummy? <laughs> uh, I got it right here. Uh, yeah, he was limited, but like you mentioned, Wednesday for the Saints is kind of like a rest, kind right. of a rest thing for them as well. So we'll see throughout the rest of the week. But if they play, then I think that the Saints could actually have a, a chance here. I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up going 17-13 the other way, uh, but I'm going to take the Saints 17-14 this way. And one other matchup that I forgot to talk about that I think okay. is a difference maker here is going to be rookie wide receiver George mm. Pickens against rookie cornerback Alante Taylor. Mm. The Saints are going to have to make sure that they're eliminating the passing game as much as possible. This is a team that only has two interceptions on the season, both of which by Tyron Matthew. But Alante Taylor keeps getting his hands on him. And they're mm. just not, he's not reeling him in, but he's getting his hands on him. So I'm looking for him to get his first career interception. He's been stellar through his first uh, three games. Can he make it a fourth game? Can he make it happen against a rookie wide receiver and a rookie quarterback, just like he's a rookie corner? This is the most opportune moment for him, possibly. And it's going to be a lot of fun watching those two guys because they're incredibly confident, George Pickens and Alante Taylor. So looking forward to seeing this one. But I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to roll with them right here, 17-14. I don't blame you for taking the Saints. The Steelers have been so up and down this year. I I, I totally get it. I think this game is, a, is definitely a toss-up. But let me tell you, Alante Taylor better come correct. Because George Pickens is him. I'm telling you that the yeah. Steelers. Okay. It's so funny that you should say that. Alante <laughs> Taylor, behind the left ear, tattoo. You know what it says? Him. I'm him. I'm him. I'm him. Yeah. <laughs> so the two hymns. Now. The yeah, two yeah, hymns. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be really interesting because, like, George Pickens, there's been so many plays. When you go back and you watch the All-22, like in the Eagles game, he got no catches. But there's so many plays where he dusts his man, then he looks, and then, like, he just didn't get the ball, and he just goes like, ah. Come on, guys! Like, yeah. like, get me the football. And I mean, you, I, you you saw that catch he had against the Browns, one-handed fading away. That's Man. the kind of stuff he's done in camp all year. Like in practice, it's gotten to the point where like he does it, and the Steelers are like, hmm. like, like it's just yeah. like it, it's, it's <laughs> casual now. And it's just they need the quarterback play to get better. If if this was prime Ben Roethlisberger, George Pickens would be looking like Antonio Brown. Like oh, that's the sure. that that's where people are are, are kind of at with him is that he's going to be the next great Steelers wide receiver, but. They need the quarterback play. Alante Taylor's yeah. gonna have a good matchup. But that's why I said I think the bigger matchup is Kenny Pickett versus the entire secondary. Yep. If he's not if he's not seeing the field, if he's not taking the shots, that's where I think the problem's gonna come. Uh, but I'll be very intrigued to see how he plays because without Chase Claypool, I've said it all for the last two weeks. I think that the Steelers are gonna simplify the offense. I think they're gonna make things alike, like like give him less less options to worry about and say, hey, you know what? You got these two reads and a check down. That's it. Don't don't try to worry about five guys and what the deep like you know, look at the defense, identify the weaknesses we we told you to look for, and that's what you gotta do. I'll be intrigued to see if Kenny Pickett pulls that off. This is gonna be a fun game, one way or another. No defensive way. mind against defensive mind. It's gonna be a and it's on natural grass field. Oh yeah. Let me let me just say that out loud for the people in the back. Chris, I appreciate you so much, man. Raise a glass to you. Raise a glass to Onk. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I appreciate you. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in here for a Locked on Steelers, Locked on Saints crossover. You want more on this matchup? You can check out Chris over at Locked on Steelers on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. You can check me out for more on the Saints uh, on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Locked on Steelers, Locked on Saints, proud part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Remember, for uh, another listen for today, make sure you go and check out Locked On Sports today. Get all the biggest stories, take of the day, everything you're looking for around the world of sports in ways that only the Locked On Podcast Network can provide. You can find that on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Chris Carter, I am Ross Jackson, at Carter Critiques, at Ross Jackson, NOLA. 
We appreciate, appreciate you very much for coming through, making us a part of your day, and we'll see you one way or another on Friday. Appreciate you so much for tuning in and for being here as a part of the proud, proud part of that Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.